Good morning, good morning. God bless you and thank you for joining with us again. I am so excited once again. You know, every morning I keep getting up over and over thinking, you know, well, maybe this morning I'm going to be tired or maybe this morning I won't have some energy, but God has uh, has never failed me yet. Isn't that amazing? The Bible says, even if we denied him, yet he would abide. Y'all know what that scripture says? Even if we denied him, yet he would abide faithful. That's right faithful. Why? Because he cannot deny himself. He is God and he's going to do the God thing. He's going to do his part without regard as to whether we do ours or not. He's always on the job 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In fact, every second, every millisecond for an eternity, he is on the job. Today we are continuing in our study of 30 steps to success in life. And again, we're being joined by people viewing by the web. Welcome this morning, as well as those that are out in our parking lot. I understand our parking lot crowd is growing and growing every morning. It's probably especially this morning because it's raining here and more people, instead of getting out of their car, are listening over our FM broadcast this morning. And so all of you out in the parking lot, yay, we're glad you're here. And and numbers are growing. Uh, Every time you're supposed to clap, just honk your horn, I guess. And uh, anyway, we're continuing this morning on 30 steps to success in life. These 30 steps are not designed to make you successful in 30 days, although you will begin to experience more and more success every day because as we begin to apply these things, the first thing God does is he rushes to us and begins to confirm things. Two things happen when you hear the word of God. Two things happen. Two things happen whenever God speaks to you. One thing the Bible says is Satan comes immediately to try to destroy and rob the word like a seed from your life, trying to make you think it's not real. It doesn't work. So you have to be on guard for that one. A second thing that happens is the Bible says that God confirms his word with signs following. Okay, There will be a test and there will be a confirmation. We have to be ready for both and we have to be looking for both and take these confirmations as the seal and the sign that God is saying, yes, it's true. And take all of the things that would come against you and say, oh, you know, uh, uh, when, when, when the devil tries to confuse you and derail you and detour you, just like uh, uh, those private detective shows. You remember some years ago, there used to be one, I'll just name one, uh, Mannix. I don't know how many of you remember Mannix or, 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 or whoever else might have been a private detective. They would think that they were involved in a case that had no merit. And there was nothing to this case. And they would be investigating it. And just at the point they were ready to quit, somebody would shoot at them. You know, and they go, oh, maybe there is something here, you know. And, 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 and that's, that's often an indication to me whenever I'm pursuing something and, and it looks like it's, 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 it's not moving. All of a sudden, when great opposition from nowhere arises, I realize, oh, I must be on to something. And then press myself into God to understand the truth of it. And sure enough. He confirms his word with signs following. Just be ready for that. This morning, we're going to add to the elements of success in our life a very important element. In fact, this single element is the place where I have experienced being pastor for these many years now, experienced where most people lose it. This is where most people miss it. This is where most people uh, get out of the game, bow out of the game. This is where most people either backslide or else they get depressed or they get, uh, you know, uh, just, just, just sit, move to the sidelines and, and other people begin to be the, 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 the pursuers and they cease pursuit of their dream. This is that element that is necessary for us to continue pursuit 
of the dream when it looks like nothing is happening, when it looks like it's a long road and maybe God's even forgotten about us, okay? Let's, let's recap again this morning the past elements we've added to our life. Number one was dream, remember? And, you know, for the rest of your life, you are going to remember the phrase, uh, uh, in, you know, not just dream, but unleashing your imagination, you know? You're going to pray and ask God, unleash my imagination, God. Inspire me to dream, to know, to see, to see greater days ahead. Meditation was number two. Ponder what God's doing so that we can get a plan. Number three, where we begin our pursuit. We declare, we, we, we express, we get a hold of, we begin to own. We begin moving toward that dream in some, uh, some tangible manner. And number four, we talked about relationship, how important they are. Number five, that we present ourselves. And I know, I know that you're being conscious of these things every day. Every day, many of you watching by the net and those in the parking lot, those of you here, myself, I have been re- revitalizing many of these things to watch how I present myself. Have you noticed I've begun dressing a little nicer? I don't know if y'all noticed that or not, but you know, uh, some of you, uh, that's a joke from last night's thing about the... Uh, about the SpongeBob uh, attire. Then we talked about participation. Now God demands that we participate in our miracles. And then character, how important it is that we have some basic elements of character because charisma may get it for you, but only character will keep it for you. And we do not need to be uh, uh, jumping on people's bandwagon who just seem to have some charisma. You know, it's not always the best uh, um, debater that is, or, or the best speech maker that ends up having the greatest amount of character. And uh, humility, humility to actually resist the temptations to be prideful when God begins to promote you. To think that you got it on your own can cause God to resist you. Pride, pride comes before a fall. But humility... Endurance, we talked about the ability to endure. And then as well, kindness, candidness, influence, spending our spiritual capital. And now we've come to this very important element, this very important challenge in the life of Joseph. See, Joseph, again, bless his heart, it seems with almost every revelation of the life of Joseph, we read where he encountered a new opportunity to fail. And that's what we encounter every day. You see, success is just not taking the opportunities to fail. Success is just, just an unfolding of the will of God without us messing it up. If we can just stay in the will of God and just stay on the plan of God and keep taking the right forks in life, keep making the right decisions to let God still be God every day and just to follow what he said, you know, to show up, do what we're told, to trust him, just continue. And here we find Joseph at this moment in his life when perhaps it looked like nothing was happening and Joseph gets a chance to demonstrate the element of faithfulness. Faithfulness. You see, faith might be, be believing God, trusting God, but faithfulness 
is the everyday lifestyle of demonstrating our trust in God. That every day, day in and day out, we continue to live as though, act as though, we continue to perform as though we really do trust God. That it really, you know, and it's not dependent upon how much time it takes. It's not dependent upon how hard it is. It's not dependent upon how big our dream is and how, how, how perhaps dismal our circumstances are. It's rather dependent upon how big God is. Not how big is your problem, how big is your God? Not just, oh, worrying over your problem, but rather meditating on the promise of God. Because the dream that God has given you, if you will continue to work his plan, continue to engage in pursuit, and adding elements Quit, quit derailing yourself. Stop taking, you know, one step forward and three steps back again because of pride and, 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 and because, you know, you let anger and resentment and because you, you, you don't, you know, demonstrate care and kindness for others but because you refuse to participate or because God's having a hard time getting you to present yourself in the image it takes for him to work with you and get you promoted. If you'll stop, you know, if you'll stop derailing yourselves, you'll find out that success comes in its measured time just exactly like God planned it when he first encouraged man to take a seed and put it in the ground to cover it up, to water it, to weed it, and to wait on it. It will produce it is designed to, but it's in that waiting period where we get to demonstrate faithfulness. Because many times it's our faith that holds the seed in the ground. Many times it is our continued trust in God that is the cultivation, that is the watering of that pursuit so that it continues to germinate and continues to grow and produces a vine and then fruit on the vine with seed in itself that we can both eat and sow again for a future harvest. Faithfulness. In Genesis 41, verse number one, this is right after Joseph has interpreted the dreams of the butler and the baker and certainly the butler had his uh, had his, uh, his his ministry restored just like he was told by joseph and the baker is is executed like it was foretold and interpreted i mean joseph is right and joseph had said remember me when you get there remember me Help me, speak a good word to Pharaoh, get me out of this prison, you know. And, and so then we read in Genesis 41.1, then it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh had a dream and behold, he stood by the river. Whoa, two full years. Joseph, I mean, you, we can read that in one verse, but it took longer than one verse to live it. Joseph, at the end of two more years, two whole years after he had accomplished everything that God had required of him thus far, after he had done everything he could do. You know, sometimes I have likened in the, in the past my relationship with God almost like a tennis game. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll ask God, God, what do you want me to do? And, and, and boom, here comes the ball over on my side of the net. You know, this is what I want you to do. And I go, okay, okay, I can see it. I can see it. I get a hold of it and I understand it. And then I bat it back to him. 
pow, well, how you want me to do it, you know? And then, then I have to wait a little while, and, and, and then it comes back over. You know, here's what I would like you to do. Hey, you know, the, here's how to do it. And I go, okay, and if I don't understand, well, okay, well, when you want me to do it, wow, oh, you know, and back over. You know, I want you to do it now, but sometimes between the when and the now is like years. And it gives us an opportunity to demonstrate faithfulness to God. Not just, I trust him. But every day for two years, Joseph got up living a faithful life, a faith-filled life. And this is where most people lose it. That if they don't see some movement on God's part, if they don't see some something happening, they, they think God has forgotten them. They move themselves off, off of the front line onto the sideline, and they start watching life pass by, and other runners begin to run past them, and they're thinking, well, you know, I was right to begin with. No, listen, God demands that we participate, and we keep participating even when it looks like nothing's happening. Even when the ball is in his court, God demands that we give him all of our trust and that we remain faithful. Joseph continued faithful for two years. You see, sometimes we might forget what God is doing, but God will never forget us, and God doesn't forget what he's doing. He has a plan for your life. God has not forgotten you. There was no one there, perhaps, to tell Joseph that. So Joseph, like David, later on, most likely had to encourage himself every day. He had to be his own cheerleader. Without that, he could easily get depressed. He could easily backslide. He could easily go back and think, oh, my goodness, one more, you know, one more thing. I, I didn't need this God. Oh, God, oh, you know, God must not like me. God must not really have a plan for my life. You know, God, God must have forgotten me. You know, God's got it out for me. How many times do we hear that during our day and if not watchful even some people tell themselves that over and over and over don't depress yourself be your cheerleader what if it does take two years five years ten years god is waiting on everything else to get ready and when it's ready i promise you i promise you keep your ears open because you will hear that ball like a missile coming back from heaven into your ball court and saying, now is the time it happened to Joseph so quickly it must have made his head swim. Waiting two full years was just an opportunity for Joseph to prove his faithfulness for God to show us, if for no other reason, it cost Joseph two years just so today we could add this element to our life. And understand that not everything that is the will of God, not everything that, 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 is, it, that, that seems right and seems ready, is ready. And we must be willing to wait. You see, we cannot be weary in well-doing. Don't abandon your pursuit. Do not, don't move to the sidelines. Don't move yourself into spectatorship. Be a participator, not a spectator, okay? Don't lose heart. Don't abandon your pursuit. Please, please listen to me. As we said the other day, if you were leaving Houston and going to San Francisco, if you stopped one mile short of San Francisco city limits, you would never get there. Even if it took you a year, two years, three years to get that far, if you stopped short, you'll never get there. And stopping short and abandoning pursuit 
is every one of us. It's our choice. We can. And if we're not going to, it's going to most likely be because we have added an element of faithfulness to our life, that we are going to be faithful, that when God returns to the earth, he shall find faith upon the earth and faithfulness because we are being faithful. We're not allowing life and the passing of time to demonstrate to us that God doesn't care or that maybe that we didn't dream it right or that maybe it's, it's not going to work. It works for everybody else, but it won't work for us. Hogwash! Don't let the devil tell you that. You make sure you stay engaged in the pursuit. Engaged in the pursuit. For in due season, the Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing. For in due season, you shall reap if you do not faint. If you do not cease your pursuit, you will reap if you don't just forget about the seed. Forget about the fruit that's coming. Why does a man plant? The Bible says he plants in hope. Why do we ask God to make our life, our finances, our family, our marriage? Why do we ask God to make it better? Why do we begin trying to work on it? Because it's in hope. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Even if it takes a while, even if you've done everything you can do, even if it looks like God has just passed up the best opportunity to help you, okay? Because we kind of try to figure out how God could help us, okay? We try to say, you know, he, he could do it this way, he could do it that way. Yeah, yeah, he could, and he may, but he may not do it right now. Be faithful. Don't be disappointed. Be faithful. Joseph could easily have thought, my goodness, God has has messed up. God just missed this great. No, God doesn't miss anything. God has a plan, okay? Joseph continued to serve faithfully for two years beyond his hope of being helped, of being released. Let's make our overcomers confession this morning. Make it strong. I'm so glad to hear it. Last night I understand that, that, uh, that our junior high youth began making this confession on their Wednesday evenings. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about that. Make this a part of your life, a strength. Write your own confessions. This one doesn't have to be yours. This is mine. You know, we, we heard uh, one of our elders, Brother Tony, make his confession last night in front of us all. He got on a roll. My goodness. He, uh, when he got finished telling us how he was doing, just from, just from the question, how you doing? My goodness. You know, wow. Here's how we're doing. Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The word of God is my meditation and my answer. I am committed, or rather, I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed, and I am going to participate. What can you do about your day? Wait patiently on the Lord. Wait, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it. The prophet Isaiah said, even if a woman can forget her child in childbirth, yet God will not forget you. He has graven you on his hands. Continue pursuit. God bless you.